0: Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something gender queer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, 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 hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. It's so wonderful to have you here. I love having you here. I love being here. Everybody's having a great time. Everybody's loving being here. Now let's give it up for that band. Ah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I hope you do too. That was Patrick G. and the Neverland Pirate Band. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. How's your week been? Mine's been kind of busy, kind of crazy, kind of hectic, as you know, as usual. Uh, Everything's up to par, I guess you could say, in the uh, life of a transgender, queer, fluid person who's a parent of a toddler. (laughs) Oh, wow. But I'll tell you, every time I sit down to record it's uh i get rejuvenated it's it's wonderful and and i hope you feel the same way too it's well you're coming back you're coming well returning listeners are coming back binge listeners are coming back you guys are coming back you ladies are coming back people who don't identify as male or female are coming back and that's wonderful i love it when you guys come back it's wonderful and hey 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 if this is your first episode welcome aboard this crazy uh plane ride of a a podcast that I call Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I am the host, the hostess, the person that runs it all. I am Charlie Sabrina Miller. Welcome aboard, you brand new listeners. It's great to have you here. Thanks for checking out the show. I do appreciate it. Listen all the way through so you don't miss anything. And the topic for this episode, as the title suggests, weird in-between genders phase, year two. Because last year I did year one because, you know, that's how numerical things work out is, you know, one and then two. So we're coming back again as a follow-up from last year. We have another famous woman sharing the best advice. She's either given or received. This week we're on number 20. Uh, we're rounding out the band. We only got 25 total, so it's closing in. It's closing in. Our secondary topic, a few observations and thoughts about uh, Facebook in general. And, of course, we're going to have some listener feedback. But before we get to anything for this episode, let's briefly talk about last episode, number 74, titled Tolerance uh i in the editing process wow i went off on a a pretty good number of tangents for quite a while and i i know that's part of the show that's part of the stream of consciousness thing that i do here but whoa i think i went a little overboard for that episode so i'm a little sorry for that and i do mean just a little sorry because you know i enjoyed it and i hope you did too uh i i hope my tangents really didn't distract too much is really what i wanted to say um during the main topic, I, I mentioned a Tumblr blog that I loosely follow. Uh, I, I, I don't really want to give up the name just for this individual's uh, persona on Tumblr. I, I, I don't want to draw attention to it. It's just something I observe. So go back and listen to that. But from last week to this week, as I was tumbling along on Tumblr, I, I saw another post from her and my heart goes out because she was complaining about her height and her weight and the hairiness of her body and her skin texture and her bone structure and and I just kind of hung my head and went because it saddens me that this individual is so i, I don't I, I really don 't want to use the words hung up but that kind of suits suits the situation. This, uh, from all intent and purposes, this lovely trans woman seems to be so hung up and having so many dysphoria issues with the things I just mentioned. And what I am just kind of shaking my head at is, sadly, those things... Do not change when you transition. I mean, skin texture, yeah, that changes a little bit. We all, we all know about that. If you do some reading on it or anything, or if you know anybody, or if you're on HRT yourself, skin texture changes and your scent, your smell, the, the body odor that you emit, it changes uh, through HRT, but your height, that's not going to change. Bone structure, that's not going to change, uh, especially to someone who's a little older in life as this individual was, I believe late twenties, early thirties. Uh, weight, oh, shit, everybody's got an issue with their weight, whether they they think they're too heavy, whether they think they're too skinny, whether they just want to lose a pound or two here, they just want to take an inch off there, they wish they had a little more, you know, bump in the rump, I I mean, everybody's got something about their weight. Hairiness? Oh, shit, I, I have known in my 40-something years a good number, and when I say a good number, I mean, you know, half a dozen or so. Cis women, women who are born women who have no gender identity issues whatsoever, who despise their body hair. And they alleviate it by either, the, well, the simplest thing is shaving, or waxing, or some actually go through hair removal, just like many, many trans women do. So, hairiness... That's Yeah, it's changeable, but it's something that every, well, not just women, every person. I've known men that hate the hair on their bodies. They have too much chest hair, too much arm hair, too much back hair, leg hair, whatever it is for that individual. I mean, for long-time listeners are going to know, a while back I did a little tribute show to the late, great, wonderful Robin Williams. And one of the things that he's, I don't want to say known for, but people know him for, is his body hair. He is covered. Arms, legs, chest, back, face when he grows it out. He he had an abundance of body hair. And I'm sure in his life, through many of the roles that he did where he had to shave on a regular basis because of, you know, makeup or prosthetics or the character or what have you. Like Mrs. Doubtfire, for example had to shave his arms because they're just far too hairy or have them covered up. Um, same thing with the chest chest hair. When he did the movie Popeye back in the, uh, early eighties, eighty eighty I think it was 1980. Could have been 82. He had prosthetics on his arms to represent the muscles that, uh, Popeye had on his forearms. Well, if you know anything about makeup, to, to have anything that's like a prosthetic, which is, you know, something put on, like Halloween, you, you put a scar on your face or your body or your arm or something. The first step in the instructions say, get rid of body hair. Make sure it's a clean, smooth surface. So his arms had to be shaved probably daily, if not every other day, or maybe, maybe twice a day. To alleviate that issue so he could have the prosthetics and anything else that that hap- has happened through his career with prosthetics. You know, I mean, hairiness is so something that bothers everyone, regardless of their gender, regardless of their gender identity. And so she went on about how much she really hates these things that are not truly changeable through transition. They are changeable you know, within reason. You can't really change your bone structure. You can't really change your height. You know, I mean, these are things that plague everyone regardless of trans status. And so, I just hope, my heart goes out, I just hope that at some time in her transition, in her life, she comes to peace with these things. Because they're, they, they plague everyone. She's she not going to progress much further in life if she doesn't. So, My heart goes out to her, Uh, and I spoke about her in the uh, last episode. Also last episode, uh, (laughs) I laughed at myself during the edit. During the secondary topic, I spoke about a a game show that I called Celebrity Squares, and it was like tic-tac-toe with celebrities. During the editing process, just as I said during the show, you know, the title will come to me after I'm done recording, and lo and behold, it did. If you figured it out, then you know exactly what I was referring to. And that was the Hollywood squares. I couldn't think of it during the recording process, but that's what I was talking about is Hollywood squares. And I'm pretty sure most of you probably figured that out. So you can find all past episodes, including that one, of course, at changes in latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. That's where I house everything. I keep everything all nice and neat and tidy over there. I got a link to iTunes. I got a link to Stitcher. I've got an Amazon affiliate link. Thank you so much for doing your shopping through our Amazon link. It truly helps out the program. We have a PayPal donate button. If that's your pleasure or your poison, you could donate to us. Join us over on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast. Send me an email, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. And the Twitter handle is at CIL Podcast. Now, I recently just changed it, so if you've been following me on Twitter for a while, you're not even going to know. But if this is your first episode, or if you've been teetering, you know, thinking about, I don't know, do I want to follow? Do I not want to follow? Well, I've changed it. It's no longer what it was in previous episodes, it is now. At CIL Podcast, Changes in Latitudes Podcast. And while you're out there cruising around the internet, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. Check it out, watch the video that's there, read up on the stuff I put there, and consider donating to the show. It truly helps out this episode episode 75 is brought to us by longtime patron and fan and listener and friend of the show candace p candace thank you so much for being there for us i i I can't thank you enough thank you so very much and i think we're done with this housekeeping thing let's get into the main topic main topic here we are we're into the main topic so whatever you're doing sit back relax and enjoy the show well maybe not sit back and relax like if you're driving or something or maybe if you're mowing the lawn or whatever you know you might be doing if it's dangerous to sit back and relax then don't but if you're able to sit back and relax please do please do and join us for the next ooh, roughly about an hour and uh, hold on to your hats and glasses because you never know if it's going to be a wild ride or not. Topic for this episode, as I said before, Weird In-Between Genders Phase Year 2. It was last year, at the end of February, that I put out an episode called Weird In-Between Genders Phase, because all transgender people, during their transition, have that weird in-between time when they're not quite, you know, their, their preferred gender. And they're not quite their birth gender anymore. They're somewhere in between. And it's an awkward phase. It's, it's like the teenage years all over again. People out there that know what I'm talking about, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's that awkward, weird teenage years where you're still figuring out your body. Your body's still figuring you out. Your emotions are running all over the place. It's just kind of weird and crazy. So, as I said last year, this is a follow-up to that. And it was episode 23 Last year, when I uh, put that together, wow, it seems like forever ago. I can't believe that's just a year. <laughs> uh, now, realize I, I published the episode long before I even considered thinking about uh, labeling, uh, declaring myself gender queer, gender fluid. So there was a whole different approach to that episode. So if you listen to these, you know, kind of back to back, it's going to be a little different. Well, not a little, a lot different. And so now I'm I'm talking about, you know, from a different spot on the gender spectrum, you know, halfway between that uh, male and female realm where I kind of like to, to float now. It's not all male and it's not all female. And, you know, some days I present more feminine. Some days I present more masculine. It just depends on how I feel or what tasks I'm doing or, oh, God, the list is endless for the number of reasons. But uh, it's, it's still an awkward phase. And, and I think that's just because maybe I haven't settled into my true gender queerness yet. You know, I haven't figured out exactly where I want to sit on that spectrum. And, you know, maybe I just like to float back and forth. I think that's kind of where I'm going to be. I mean, sitting here in February of 2016, that's what I can say. And in the last year, especially since coming out as genderqueer at the end of, uh, well, technically the end of July, but I spoke to you folks on it in September of last year, there's only been really one, uh, I don't want to say bad, I'm going to call it negative experience, and it really wasn't that big of a deal or that big of an experience. I I happened to be looking a little more femme than usual. You know, I had my bra on, my forms on, and maybe a touch of makeup. I really don't remember when i when i say touch of makeup for those listeners that may not know what i'm talking about a little bit of mascara maybe a little bit of lip, lip color and that's about it no eyeshadow no cover up no foundation just a little bit of mascara to pop the eyes and a little bit of lip color like lip gloss not even not even lipstick to to pop the lips just just something a little bit you know and it, <laughs> It was a retail clerk who questioned my ID. I was purchasing alcohol and kind of did a double take, looked at me, looked at the ID. And now for those folks that don't know, my ID, when I went and took the picture, I, I looked a lot more feminine than, than not looking feminine, I'll say. So at first glance, at very first glance, it looks very womanly but second glance and you look at it a little harder and you compare it to me, you can tell it's me with my hair down, a little bit of makeup on well a little more than just a little bit of makeup in that picture, but you know, whatever you can tell that it's me. So the retail clerk kind of did a double take and was kind of, Hmm, I'm not too sure about this. And then I sensed that the person was like, Oh, you must be trans or transgender, or maybe the person thought in their mind, you must be one of those people. And, you know, whatever it was in this person's mind doesn't matter because in the end-all be-all, that moment in time where I was like, oh, shit, only happened in a brief moment. And I was able to purchase the alcohol that I was purchasing. No big thing. And ultimately, I should be fucking grateful that they carded me in my 40s. There's no way I look under 30 because that's the whole rule here in California. If you look under 30, you got to show identification. So I was happy that she thought I looked under 30. So I'm going to take that as a positive there. But there really wasn't much, much past that that really stands out in my mind. I mean, I'm sure there's been a couple times when, you know, I've been out and about and people have kind of, you know, looked me over, whoa, huh? is that a man, woman? What is that? I, whatever. It didn't affect me at the moment in time. So it doesn't really matter. And ever since the end of last year, when I've been kind of doing that blend between the two, you know, longer hair down, uh, more feminine glasses than not. Uh, sometimes I'll wear earrings and just small, simple earrings, not any big dangly things, you know. And I just get that look of, hmm, I'm not sure if you're a very effeminate male. Insert the word gay in there somewhere if you want to, because I'm sure people assume that. Or a very butch Woman, (laughs) which you know is fine too. If if that's where they're going to label me an effeminate male, that's cool because it's got effeminate in it. (laughs) A very butch or masculine woman, that's okay because they still think I'm a woman. I'm happy with that weird in between area as long as they're thinking of it that way. And let's face it, in this past year since I put that first episode out or episode twenty three out. We have had a lot of uh, exposure, I'll say, in media, both, you know, uh, television, movies, internet, social media, blog posts, people posting video blogs, this podcast, etc. Things like that are so much more prominent now that most everybody, at least here in America, has heard of or knows of someone who's trans. I mean, there's newspaper articles all the time. Whether they're positive or negative, that's neither here nor there. There's articles. Social media, same thing. TVs and movies, well, shit, I'm sure most of you listeners know more about TVs and movies in the transgender world than I do because I don't get a chance to watch a lot of TV or movies, as I've said in previous episodes. Blogs, vlogs, uh, and things like that. I get a chance to watch them once in a while, but not as much as I like to. Not as much as I probably should, especially doing a show like this. But I know they're out there, and it's that it's it's not as awkward being trans now as it was just two years ago, even. And and really, the big turning point I think for most people was Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox, especially when Laverne Cox made the cover of Time magazine. Uh, Like I said, most people nowadays know about or have heard about, they may not understand it, but they have heard the word, they understand the basic definition of transgender, someone who's going from their birth gender to their preferred gender. And they may not use that language, but that's their comprehension of it. Uh, And now I'm speaking of... My environment, I'm speaking of the city I live in, you know, most people, they don't they don't really draw attention to, you know, singling out the diverse people. And and yes, I, I am blessed to be in Southern California. And I realize that. And we have a lot of resources here as far as transgender goes or any gender variant goes. Uh, also more people are conditioned to it because there is a larger population of trans people and diverse people, you know, gender non-conforming, non-binary people here in San Diego. Now, don't get me wrong. There are still parts of the city you just don't want to go to. There's still some parts of the city that no matter who you are, you don't want to go to just because there's those parts of the city. And believe me, I don't go there, (laughs) whether it's during the day or at night, I just don't go. I don't, I don't need to. There's no reason for me to be in those areas. Now, here's something that came to my mind as I was just starting to put this together tonight. There is a local convenience store within walking distance. Oh, it's about maybe five, six, seven minutes walk from where I live. Like most, you know, stores like that, convenience stores, they're within a few minutes of wherever you live, hence the term convenience store, right? Now, those employees in that convenience store have seen me when I first came out and was, you know, full full bar going feminine. I mean every day no questions asked anytime I left the house I looked very feminine, very womanly. And recently, ever since coming out gender queer, there's been days that I do both, you know, very masculine, very feminine and like I said, sometimes in between. Those employees, my hat goes off to them and I think I've mentioned this in the past. They are wonderful because they, they they know me by sight. They may not know me by name, and that's okay. But they know me by sight. They smile. Hey, how are you? Uh, nice to see you. Small talk. Small talk. Small talk. You know, it's what they do. It's just that's just what you do at a store like that. You, it's a convenience store, and they they see a repeat customer, so they small talk. Not once have they said anything to me about anything regarding my gender identity or my gender presentation. Or my gender expression. Not once. And I've been there, you know, looking nice, like going out dressed up, looking nice in a dress and, you know, full makeup and hair looking nice and nails and heels and all that, you know, like going out on a Saturday night. Then I've gone in there, no makeup. I mean, looking feminine, you know, breast forms and bra and, you know, the hair down and maybe some earrings, but no makeup, you know, maybe the nail color is all going crazy, meaning it's, you know, half on, half off. <laughs> and then I've gone in there as a guy and I've gone in there as a guy, as a, you know, I don't want to say dressed up as a guy, but looking nice, like going out for a Saturday night or something, you know, looking nice, nice pants, nice shirt, hair pulled back into a ponytail usually, or a man bun, no earrings, you know, all of that. And then I've gone in there looking, you know, like I just rolled out of bed, you know, unshaven, hair's kind of just sloppy under a baseball cap. You know, I've looked so many different ways when I've gone into that store. So I am impressed that not once has anyone there said anything to me. And and these these people have built up a rapport with me. You know, they, they see me coming, they say hi as soon as I come into the door. You know, it's, 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 it's almost like norm on cheers, but not quite, you know, and, and I'm sure they probably feel comfortable enough to say something, but out of respect, or maybe they don't want to overstep any boundaries that they have within their guidelines for that facility or that business, you know, they, they just, they haven't. And if they did, I wouldn't care, not at this point, not with the way they've seen me, not with the way they've seen me so many different ways over the last oh, couple years that I've been in this location. So it's just, it's really cool to know that in my immediate area, I'm accepted regardless of how I look. Now, I checked my notes from last year, last year I mentioned how people were were polite, and they still are, as I just mentioned, they still are. Uh, They may kind of look at you funny, look at me funny rather, but they're still polite. They still don't, you know, wonder what's going on. You know, they don't stare, point, laugh or anything like that. So that's good. Uh, The trans community, I spoke about that. They are still supportive, even, even with coming out as genderqueer. They're still supportive. And that actually is a big something because... Uh, Recently on the uh, Facebook page, I posted an article called Not Trans Enough, or it was dealing with a topic about not being trans enough, and I think I mentioned it briefly in a previous episode. I haven't received anything like that from anyone in the trans community, in in the small circle of people that I associate with in the trans community. Uh, I also spoke about uh, longer facial hair making me feel more masculine. Well, it's still true. I mean, it's still true. When my facial hair is on the longer side, of course, I feel a little more masculine because that is a very masculine trait. I don't let it get that way too often. Usually it's just because I've been lazy and I haven't felt like shaving or it's just been, you know, a couple days longer than usual. I usually go two days, three days max before I shave and that's pushing it. I I usually try to shave every other day just because that's how I like it. But, you know, sometimes life happens and I just don't get around to it for a number of different reasons. But, yeah, having longer facial hair still makes me feel more on the masculine side. And I guess the thing to say is it's not as awkward as I had anticipated it to be. That especially this this in-between phase, because I still wear clothing that's essentially uh, made for, cut for the female body. Not always, but I do. Usually it's uh, pants, jeans, you know, uh, and sometimes a feminine T-shirt, but not always. Or a T-shirt that could be more androgynous. My hair is usually in a ponytail, if not down. So, you know, I am pl- walking that line between male and female pretty regularly, like daily. I mean, like I said, some days I'm looking very masculine, especially if I haven't shaved. Some days I'm looking a little more feminine because I maybe I have shaved, not really wearing a bra or form so it's not like okay that's you know don't trying to go for female no i'm just being me threw on a shirt threw on some pants and went out the door to go do whatever i needed to do and it's not as awkward not as weird as it once was years ago or even to last year or when i first started first started coming out before i even started the podcast. And to me, that is just a wonderful step forward in the right direction to reach that goal of equality and acceptance. And it's, it's just, it's wonderful. It is really just wonderful. Now, while we're on the topic, brief topic of facial hair, I'm going to do a callback to, uh, to, well, technically the last episode about that Tumblr blogger I mentioned, but I also mentioned it earlier in the show. I totally get the whole thing about not liking facial hair. I get it. Totally get it. Understood it. Totally get it. As far as bone structure and height and weight and things go, from the few pictures I've seen of this individual, which aren't much, I think I've seen one or two body shots and, you know, I don't know, a dozen or so selfies or could be selfies because, you know, it's her and someone else or what have you. I don't know. This person is like runway model physique, tall, slender, lanky, uh, excellent bone structure for the face. I mean, this person could be a print model if they could just get over whatever hangups they have about their body. now I I know I know that everybody's different I know that we all have our own hang-ups we're all super critical of our own bodies I get that I totally get that but some of the responses I see which aren't many are all telling her that she's gorgeous, all telling her that she's wonderful, all telling her that she's got no problems to worry about, no issues to think about, that she looks totally feminine, would never guess that she was ever born a man, which I know trans people don't want to hear, I understand that, but in certain circumstances, that is the correct answer. Because when you're feeling so out of place as a trans person, you know, trying to reach your your preferred gender, When someone says, you know, I never would have guessed that you were born, whatever it is, fill in the blank, in certain circumstances with certain people, and I mean certain trans people and certain people saying these words, it is a compliment. It's something that is very nice to hear. Because in the first, I don't know, six, seven, eight months when I came out, I got that response, I don't know. A few times, maybe half a dozen times. And only once did one individual kind of irk me. And I think it was probably their tone or the fact that, you know, maybe they happened to... Maybe it maybe it happened to be because this individual was male. I, I don't know. It was so long ago, I can't really remember because I, I just let it, you know, brush off my shoulders, truly. But... At certain times with certain people in the certain circumstances, it is a fantastic compliment. Now, you can't just go out there saying that to, to, to every trans person you meet. Oh, I never guessed that you were born, you know, whatever their birth gender is. Because some people do take offense to that. It's just one thing you don't talk about. If you know the person a little better, a little closer than, than average, yeah, you might want to say it. But it's not something you want to say to everybody. But this individual refuses to hear it absolutely refuses to hear it from the responses I've seen and it breaks my heart totally breaks my heart because she's gorgeous she's absolutely gorgeous like I said runway model material and it breaks my heart that she just can't see it in fact I wouldn't mind having her body tall slender lanky yeah that's that's runway model material. I mean don't get me wrong I'm happy with what i got i'm within its limitations. I am very happy with what I have extremely happy with what i have I, I don't want to change what i have i'm I'm grateful yeah, I'd lose a few pounds here you know, as I've mentioned in previous episodes. of course, I would like to have a little more a little more of some chest <laughs> but then again, most women i've come across have yeah so it seems <laughs> in my life it seems that either they want more or they want less most of the women i've 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 crossed paths with and have socialized with whether it be in a romantic dating way or just a friendly way or an associate way because you know they're schoolmates or workmates or coworkers or whatever most women <laughs> most women are not entirely happy with what they have developed in the chest area. Either it's not enough or it's far too much. So, you know, I I feel okay that I feel that my, my, so I feel cool that, you know, my desiring more of a chest is right in line with most cis women. So I'm okay. But past that, past that, I'm happy with what I got. I'm totally happy with what I got. And I just wish that that one individual could, could see that. I, I hope, I hope for her sake that that light bulb clicks on for her. I really do. Wow, have I gone off on a tangent. I think it's time to hear from our sponsor, Tom Slayton. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Now, Tom Slayton, TomSlayton.com. Tom, thank you so much for all that you do. You're one of those good-hearted people in the world, and it's nice to know that you and I have a connection. And It's just awesome. I, I can't thank you enough. Folks, go check out TomSlayton.com this week. I'm looking at TomSlayton.com slash Helen Keller quote. It was something I just happened to pull up. Like I've said, he's like a rest stop on the internet a place to stop by, check something out, better yourself, and then move on. It's It's pretty awesome. Her quote is, Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And it's from her book, The Open Door, which I haven't read. But the quote is profound regardless of the context of it. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Which, you stop and ponder that. Wherever you are right now, just stop and think about that for a moment. A daring adventure or nothing. So, you're either out there in the world doing your thing, which is a daring adventure because, you know, anything could happen at any time that could, you know do the worst to you which is make it so you're no longer on this earth or make it so your life is a lot more complicated than it already is such as an injury that makes you incapacitated for whatever reason it may be you know i mean so many things could happen out there in the world so that's a daring adventure going out there and facing the world whether whatever it is whether it's you know being a retail clerk somewhere or somebody that works behind a desk answering a phone or answering questions from people as they approach that particular desk, whatever it may be working on projects at a desk that you have to deliver to some sort of boss by the end of the week, the month, whatever it is, you know, that sort of thing, whatever your life is, it is a daring adventure or it's nothing meaning you're sitting around at home or whatever you consider home (laughs) doing nothing day to day, not Doing much, you know, maybe you go to work, come home, you know, do, do the stops that you need to do, whatever they may be, the grocery store, the bank, the large, you know, box store, like a target or a Walmart or someplace like that to get certain supplies that you can't get at a grocery store. You know, those average everyday things, not doing, not doing anything, not going to the movies, not going out to see live entertainment, whatever that live entertainment may be, theater, music, concert, uh, ballet, dance, uh, whatever, you know, not doing any of those things. So it's either an adventure, a daring adventure, and it doesn't even need to be daring, come to think of it, just be an adventure. Life is an adventure, you know. Life is an adventure. Enjoy the journey, I've heard before. So, how profound. And I'm just glad that I happened to stumble on it, really, on Tom's page. So, go check out Helen Keller quote on TomSlayton.com and check out other things that he's got there. As the commercial says, he's got tons of different things. His most recent interesting things, and I read one a while back, a few episodes back are his blog entries, are his his little posts, his worded posts. He writes whatever the topic is. So, Tom, once again, thank you so much for being part of the show and sponsoring the show. I do appreciate it. And, folks, go show some love to TomSlayton.com. 25 Famous Women Share the Best Advice They've Either Given or Received. This week we're on number 20, meaning there's five left after this. So I'm looking for suggestions. If you got something to take the place of this countdown thing, countdown area of the program, send it my way, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. This was an article originally published by The Cut, which is part of AOL News. The links will be in the show notes over at Blogspot because it is just far too long to say here in the show. So many alphanumeric things, it's kind of just crazy. Or you know what? Don't even do that. Just Google 25 famous women share the best advice they've either given or received, and you'll probably find it. This week, we have Veronica Roth. Now, I wasn't really sure who she was, so I just Googled her, never heard of her, so I Googled her. She's a novelist and a short story uh, author, writer, person, so she's she's not necessarily a performer, not going to really find her on IMDb, you know, but she's a writer, so that's where she's coming from. That's her background here. Her quote, My mom used to tell me, Other people are not thinking about you as much as you are. Holy shit, those are powerful words. And I I remember people saying those to me as as I was growing up. I didn't really listen. I didn't really start listening until my 20s, but even then I didn't listen. I didn't listen until I came out. (laughs) So, yeah, it took till 40 years old. But powerful words. The only one concerned the most about you... Is you which, when you step back, makes sense, makes perfect sense nobody's going to be concerned about you as much as you were going to be concerned about you. I think that 's why we have people that you know label uh, worry warts, you know they worry about themselves, they worry about others and things like that, but usually it 's about themselves hypochondriacs you know there's another one always worried about what 's going to happen to them, and i <laughs> I remember growing up. And thinking that people were noticing me and, you know, whispering under their breath about me or, or you know, th- talking about things I was doing or saying or, or whatever. I mean, fill it in the blank there. And it took me forever to realize it's not the case. It's not. Not at all. It's ever. Well, I shouldn't say ever. The time when people are probably concerned about you... You know, and and invested into you are well. There's a lot of times when, when someone's in love with you, or you're in love with someone, you are concerned about their well-being. And in some cases, probably either the same amount or more than than the individual. <laughs> you know, because just because that's what love is kind of around and, and all about. You know, you're concerned about the other individual. But I won't get into that right now. I'm talking about if you're worried about how your clothing looks or how your hair looks or how your makeup looks or shoes or whatever, you're worried about that, self-conscious about that, chances are you're more worried about it than anybody else. I, oh, so many, so many things. I just remember being so concerned about what people thought about how i looked or acted or what things i said or did that it uh i don't want to say really got in my way but it really got in my way uh, it became you know part of uh a daily focus you know um, are they talking about me what are they saying you know did i do something to offend them did I mean, I remember in grade school being concerned about wearing the current clothing styles, and I think that's just a common thing around that age, but I remember it really being, you know, something heavy on my head, so much so that I remember I didn't need any new jeans because I had just gotten new jeans for the school year, but I remember asking for a new pair of brand name jeans at the time, popular jeans at the time, I guess jeans, which, <laughs> I, to this day, nope, that's not true. I was going to say I never owned one, but that's not true. I got some at a secondhand store somewhere long ago. I think I've worn, worn them out, to be quite honest. I don't think I have them anymore. But <laughs> I remember I remember asking my mom for that. And my mom was like, no, we just bought you three, four pair, whatever it was. you know. Well, you don't need another pair. You're going to outgrow them. I said, like, all right, fine. So, but it bothered me that much that I would even say that. So... Those are such powerful words but yet it's so hard to hold on to them. And, and, and at least at a, at a younger age. I don't I don't mean young, I mean younger, meaning late teens, 20s, you know, it's it's at that point by then hopefully you you've grown enough to just say, you know, fuck the world and uh, you know, I'm here I'm not here to please people. I'm here to, you know, take care of myself or whatever the philosophy words work for you unlike myself, who was so lost in my own head till I finally, you know, had to come out. And it's such an amazing thing when you stop caring about what other people think. It's a tough one. It truly is. And I think I think, being transgender really adds a whole other layer to that because, you know, we're not comfortable in ourselves, so we're concerned about what other people see, see or think. Um, I I remember at times I wondered if people thought I was, you know, acting too feminine and this wasn't the shit. This was sixth grade. If I remember correctly, six, maybe seventh grade. Cause I, I can say that because I have a picture in my head of the classroom and the teacher. And I had that teacher in the sixth grade, but I was in the same classroom in the seventh grade because, you know, teachers float around in different classrooms and things like that. So I was in that classroom a couple different times in, in middle school, junior high school. So I can't quite remember if it's sixth or seventh grade, but I remember being there and I remember thinking, well, not, not thinking. At one point, I remember one of my classmates telling me I sat like a girl and that's just you know the, uh, legs crossed at the knees instead of you know the the taking up space with your with your uh, ankle on your knee you know the guy's way of sitting and i remember somebody say oh, you sit like a girl" and i never really thought about it until then and then i was self-conscious about it after that and i remember sitting in that room thinking do do i look like i'm sitting like a girl it's it was it was just a weird weird mind fuck and uh I think the sooner in life that you can accept the fact that it doesn't really matter what other people think, the better off you are. Then there was another time later in life when I wasn't quite happy with the way my teeth looked. I had a couple problem areas, I'll say, not to get too in-depth, and I, I've, I have since had that fixed, so it, you know, I, I'm not self-conscious about it anymore. But I was so self-conscious of it that I thought everybody was always staring at my teeth. In fact, so much so that I was staring at other people 's teeth and in my mind thinking, "Oh my God, they have teeth so much better than mine," or "Oh my God, their teeth are so much worse than mine you know, so it's, I, I think that 's just something that we do as a human culture, some more than others, and uh, and being transgender when you 're not comfortable with with the way you're you're presenting yourself, being yourself." That I think we're even more susceptible to that uh, self-consciousness because we're not liking how we look, to put it plain and simple. So other people may notice that as well. Other people may notice that we're not comfortable in how we are, whatever we are. And it's just, it's weird. It's a really weird thing. And it all boils down to the brain. It all boils down to how the brain processes things. Wow, did I just go off into Tangent City there. (laughs) Okay, back to the quote. My mom used to tell me, other people are not thinking about you as much as you are. That was Veronica Roth, a novelist and a short story author. So as I said, that was number 20. We got five left after this, and then we're looking for something new. So if you got a countdown list or something you want me to cover, send it my way. Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. Here we are, secondary topic. We made it to the secondary topic. Here we go. Now, in a few past episodes, I've mentioned that I want to change the title of this section of the show from secondary topic to something. I don't know. I got a few ideas floating around. I've written some down that some listeners have sent in. Thank you so very much for sending those in. I'm looking for suggestions. Send it my way. And then, you know what? When I get a decent number, like three or four, maybe five, I'll post them out on maybe Facebook, I guess. And let you vote on which one you think is is more appropriate maybe i 'll do it on twitter i don 't know i 'll figure it out, but if you got an idea, send it my way this week uh, <laughs> this week I'm gonna talk about Facebook a little bit. I stepped back from Facebook in the sense of I looked at it as a whole as you know how we are communicating with our family friends, loved ones distant friends, friends from the internet only. I mean, there's so many things out there. How we network. And, you know, back in the day, you'd have to go to social events on a monthly basis, weekly basis. You'd have to stay in touch through either letter writing or phone calls or both, setting up lunch dates, things like that. Now we can share and catch up with people anywhere we fucking want. Because it's in our phones, it's in our other mobile devices, it's on our computers, which let's face it, most people use a computer every day for whatever reason it may be. And when you step back and look at it, especially on certain pages that are available to follow out there in the world of Facebook, Facebook is kind of like, in an obscure way, a supermarket tabloid. Except... You know a lot of the people personally, and it's not just somebody else. Now there are some of the, the you know the pages out there for for celebrities or pseudo celebrities or what have you that are you know people you don't know, but they're celebrities. So they're you're interested in them, whatever they may be—bands, you know, actors, actresses, whoever, you know, musicians. I mean, so many different things. Performing artists of any nature, really. Podcasts, <laughs> yeah, okay. Just throwing that out there. And, but most of the time, the people that you follow on your feed, on your timeline are people, you know, people you've met, people you've crossed paths with, people you work with, people you've done things with, people who are friends of friends and you met one time and you're like, hey, you're cool. I like you. I'm going to stay in touch with you. Or, you know, more commonly, can I friend you on Facebook is what it sounds like when you say it out loud. But usually you're saying that, hey, you're cool. I want to stay in touch with you. That's what that means. Now, as far as the tabloids go. Uh, I I wasn't, I didn't really get one until I was maybe late teens, you know, after I had a job and I was at the supermarket picking up whatever the fuck I was picking up. And, you know, it's there. And so for the dollar, whatever it was at the time, maybe less, yeah, I'll grab it and take a look at it. So I first looked at it in my late teens, but definitely I know in my early 20s when I was living on my own, because I know I bought it a couple times to laugh, (laughs) <laughs> because whatever the topic was on the front cover was just too hilarious to to not pass up when you know with, with whatever article they 're trying to share, and some of them are so ridiculous i mean when i when I first looked at them, I remember laughing at. Most of it all the way through, but especially laughing at whatever ads were in the back. Some were of the adult in nature. Some were just stupid fix-alls. You know, buy this product because it's the best thing for, you know, whatever it was. Losing weight. Removing acne. Fighting acne. Uh, so many things back at the time. And I'm sure they're still there, but I haven't looked at one in probably close to 15 or 20 years. Not even flipping through it when I'm waiting in line. Because I don't really care. I don't really care. I don't want to waste my time or you know pass the time by reading a, a tabloid. I just don't. It's it. They're 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 not worth not worth it. And it kind of bothers me that they're still out there. You know that they still have a market out there. But anyway, back to Facebook. In my using of Facebook, I I have come to observe. You know my observation of it. That there are, it's hard to put a number on it. I I jotted down seven different ones myself. I'm sure you could probably think of some yourself. But there's different categories that basically everybody who is on Facebook is. And uh, this is my observation of them. Uh, You have your, your photo poster. Every single post they post contains a picture of some sort. Whether it be, you know, a picture they took of their family, of their friends, of nature, of their animals, whatever. Or they found it on the web and it's one of those memes or something. You know, one of those uh, pictures that has a saying or slogan on it or something. You know, whatever it is. But every post is a picture. Then you have the reblogger or the perpetual sharer. And they share everything. Every post that they come across on a friend's timeline, on a community timeline, on on a group timeline, on whatever it is, they share it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's most of the time they're sharing it to their page so they can go back and look at it later. I've done that. I get that. But they share everything. And to me, I find that kind of funny. I just do. I'm weird. I do. Another one you have is the Venter or the Bitcher. And every post they post is complaining about something, whatever it may be, Uh, you know, something simple as the weather, something simple as, you know, uh, automotive problems, car problems, family problems, you know, work problems, whatever it is, there's always some issue. It's always on the negative side. Then you have the optimistic vomiter who every single post takes a positive spin on it, whatever it may be. Making the best of a bad situation, you know, sharing the positive memes out there. Uh, Nothing bad ever seems to happen to these people when they're posting on Facebook. Then you have the non-Facebook Facebooker, and they don't log on except for maybe once a week. Even less, you know, maybe once a month. And they don't really have any clue of what's going on for whatever's going on in their little Facebook world. You know, they haven't seen their recent status updates, so they don't know what's going on with people. They're the ones that really need to search out. Oh, let's go see what Joe Blow is up to. Oh, yes, that's right. I want to go check out Susie Smith. You know, whoever it is. They're, they got to go check up on people because they're not on it enough to really actively use the timeline. And they also don't know a lot about Facebook. So they share things publicly. They don't know about blocking things usually because they're just not on it. It's just not their thing to use. All right, that's cool. Whatever. Next up, we have the vague booker. And most people have heard about the vague booker. They've probably done it themselves a few times. You know, where basically every single post they post they're eliciting some sort of response from their audience, from their followers. You know, basically, what's going on? Or or are you okay? You know, or, oh, no, is it happening again? You know, oh, sweetie, what's wrong? You know, those sorts of things. They're eliciting that feedback. That's the vague booker. You know, oh, man, today's a shitty day. And then everybody wants to know why. That sort of poster. Uh, then you have the no booker and that's the one who lurks and occasionally likes things and less frequently comments on things. Uh, Usually they'll be the ones to contact people privately in Messenger to keep their conversations private, which is totally cool, totally cool. But, you know, they're the no-booker. Their timeline is nothing, basically. It's like from years ago when they first, you know, when they have since they've been on. Now, realize I have no problems with any of these. I'm making this up out of the lightheartedness of my life because one time I was looking at Facebook and looking at all the people on my timeline saying there's got to be a way to break these people down. Wait, <laughs> there's got to be a better way to say that. There's got to be a better way to break down these style of comments and posts and things. Now, I I kind of float around in the reblogger, venter, optimistic vomitor area. It's kind of where I am. I sometimes am the no-booker. Yes, on occasion I have done the vague booking. But then again, hasn't everyone? So yeah, I, I've done pretty much all of that. There was a time I was posting nothing but pictures, and then I got tired of that <laughs> real fast. But uh, yeah, if there's just different ways people use Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, thank you everyone who has gone and liked our Facebook page. I really appreciate it. Uh, I was just looking the other day. And I noticed that we are now at 236 likes. I haven't mentioned this in, I don't even remember the last time I mentioned this in any episode, but 236 likes. So thank you all so very much for going out there and liking the page. Also, thank you for interacting on the page. That just makes the page a lot more fun. Another thing I want to talk about in the secondary topic is iTunes and Stitcher. There are the top two ways to listen to the show. I mean, there's other ways to listen, of course. If if you're listening, you probably already know. Uh, You can go to the Blogspot page, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Grab the RSS link. There's a link there right on the right-hand side. And go put that into your favorite podcatcher. That's how you can get the show. That's that's uh, that the RSS feed if you don't know is what I send to iTunes and send to Stitcher when I first start the show saying hey I've got a show and there you go iTunes and Stitcher are just podcatchers they're big podcatchers they have many many different options for listening and what to listen to so they're the most popular but there are so many ways to listen in fact you can actually listen from blogspot there's a link listen on your desktop and it takes you to a player. You select whatever episode, ta-da, you're listening. Anyway, there's so many ways to listen. And I don't know how you found the show. I'm grateful that you did. But think of how you found the show. You probably searched out transgender somewhere. Maybe you searched out podcast. You know, Maybe you searched out Changes in Latitudes for Jimmy Buffett, and you came up with this, and you're sticking around, which is great. Thank you so much. Appreciate that one of those odd ways to find us but okay cool because the two topics don't necessarily jive but it's all about algorithms and numbers it's a number crunching game whoever listens the most whoever likes the most whoever comments the most whoever has more activity going on on their feed the more popular it becomes And that's done in the ways of rating, reviewing, and sharing the show. Whether you do it all on iTunes or do it all on Stitcher or your own favorite podcatcher, that's the best way to help expose the show. Think about it this way. You found the show, you're listening, you're getting out of it, whatever you're getting out of it, and thank you so much. You know I love you for coming back for more. If you're getting something from it, chances are there's at least one out of 10 people out there that you are connected to that would probably benefit from it as well. Now, I'm not saying go to them and say, hey, listen to this podcast. I listen to it. It's great. I'm not saying that. I mean, you can do that. Don't get me wrong. Go do it. Please, please do whatever you want. But if you're on uh, any sort of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Reddit, Pinterest, Google Plus. There's so many I don't even know anymore. If you're out there, take a moment, share the show. Share the show. Talk about it, too. I mean, I don't mean just like retweet, you know, a tweet about the show or something like that. Talk about it. Take a moment to rate and review in whatever way that means to you. Like, for example, if you're going to share the show on Facebook, like, let's say you go to the Facebook page, you find the post where I share the show, and it's usually linked to Stitcher because that's that's an easy platform for almost everybody to listen to. You can listen to it on a desktop, you can listen to it on any smartphone because they have an app out there for, for the smartphones, you know, tablets and all that. So it's the easiest way because not everybody uses iTunes, so I share the Stitcher link. Take that post, hit the share button, share it on Facebook. Limit the audience that you share it to whatever. That's your thing. That's your world. I'm, I'm fine by that. All I ask is to share it. I'm sure that someone within your circle of friends, social media people, I'm sure at least one of them would probably benefit from the show as well. Because you're friends with them. There's got like, to be similar territory, similar ground that you're in, you know, in touch with. Or else you wouldn't be a friend. Same thing's true on Twitter. I share it on Twitter. If you if you retweet that, say a comment about it. Say something about it. Best thing you can do though, go to iTunes if you use iTunes, rate and review. Click that star button, whatever it is, one, two, three, four, five, your choice. Preferably five is what I'm asking, but you know, whatever you want to put. And then type a few words, type a few things in the comment box. The ratings box. If you're a Stitcher user, right from inside the app, there's a way to share it. On any of your networks, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, it's that, you hit the share button, you'll see so many different ways. You can message it to somebody. Message them the Stitcher link. It's, it's, it's a nice way to, to to share the show. You can also do give us a thumbs up. That's like rating the show. It's like, uh, like YouTube, you know, you give a thumbs up, thumbs down sort of thing. So there's that option. And then there's also a way to make a comment about it. And that stays on the Stitcher page. That stays within Stitcher. So, all I'm asking is take a few moments of your time and spread the news about changes in latitudes of transgender experience. You're out there listening. Let's reach everyone else that, that would benefit from the show. Mm-hmm. go listener feedback listener feedback only got a little bit this week only got a little bit this week i don't know why i'm saying things twice i don't know where that's coming from anyway this week i want to shout out to brand new listener quote unquote brand new listener you know listening since the first of the year sort of thing jennifer b this individual found the show started listening, was jumping all over with the intention of listening to all the episodes. I, I, I don't know if she's gotten all the way through because uh, there was like 80 some odd hours of, of stuff out there. But in the last month, she has been so active on the Facebook page, so active on Twitter. I just want to give a shout out. Jennifer, thank you so very much for for interacting. I mean, that's 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 what I was just talking about a moment ago in the previous section. That's exactly what I was talking about. Thank you so much for doing that. You're out there on the Facebook page talking about whatever I'm posting. You're, you're retweeting and commenting on Twitter. It's, it's wonderful, and I want you to know that. So thank you so, so very much. And everybody else that's out, that's out there liking and commenting and such, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You all should know that by now. But I'm just impressed with Jennifer because she found the show and dived in, and that's what I'm most impressed with. So if you're a brand new listener in that sense as well, get in touch with me. Write me at Podcast at com. Let me know how you found the show and what you think about it. Well... There it is. There's the music. We made it. Here's the end. Please return your flight attendant to the upright position and get ready for landing. Next week, next episode, going to talk about going shopping. Remember, I'm always looking for topics, always looking for guests. Get in touch with me. Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So, stay crazy, everyone. I'll catch you next week. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. Listening to Changes in latitudes: a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at Changes in at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebookcom Changes in Latitudes Podcast or at the website Changes in don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the Internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. What the hell was that? Who left that there? Business. Oh. (laughs) Look, it's the outtakes. In my using of Facebook, I, I have come to observe, you know, my observation of it, that there are... Is this the end? Yes, it is. And always remember...